I'm Dr. Amanda Kellogg, Assistant Professor of English at Radford University, and this is the Radford Writer's Desk, a podcast featuring Radford faculty and graduate students reading from their creative works. Hey, my name is Michaela Kelly, and I'm a first-year graduate student at Radford University. I'm reading from a piece I've been working on for a while. It's about a couple who's addicted to heroin, sort of a love story between the three, man, girl, and drug. For some context, this section switches from descriptions of withdrawal from heroin to heroin use. The two characters are referred to as the man and the girl, but the girl also goes by mouse. Later on in the story, she switches from being called the girl to the woman. She was freezing. She told herself she was not freezing. She'd never been freezing. It was physically impossible for her hot blood to freeze given the temperature in her room under four blankets and in three layers of clothes. It wouldn't even be possible outside naked. It was like 63 degrees. She was really cold, shivering while still wiping beads of sweat from her forehead with the corner of her mother's old flowered comforter. Sweat dripped down between her little breasts to rest and mingle on her ribcage. One petal of a faded corner violet was saturated to a deep purple. She kicked frantically and hopelessly, tried to rub the pain out of her legs. This is bullshit. She smiled. This is not funny. There are neon lights inside me. My muscles have turned to blinking neon lights, burning sick green. She wiped snot from her upper lip and whimpered. The drug used to make her feel beautiful, beautiful to be filled and spilling out with a soft electricity. This was not beautiful. Grasping the cold porcelain toilet bowl, vomiting bright yellow bile that burned her throat and dripped out her nose, grasping for stability or a clear, hard end. A delicate, girlish voice sang through the speakers in the bedroom like lace. You are starry, 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 and I'm tumbling down. There must be a new plane route set over this part of the city or something. I love you, the girl yelled into the bedroom from her horizontal position on the dual living room kitchen's couch with her eyes closed. She took a drag of the mentholated cigarette she was smoking and exhaled slowly, opening one eye to squint in his direction. Say it back before this plane crashes. Love you too, the man responded absently. The girl had never been afraid of airplanes before moving in with him. As the plane flew close overhead and the droning roar grew louder, she heard him get up from his desk and run to the window. She followed, darting over to stand behind him and look up at the dark sky. She put her hand on his waist and kissed his shoulder. Can you take that into the other room, the man said tensely. She sat down on the couch and stabbed out the cigarette. Her arm hurt. I have this fear that the floor is going to tip sideways, go all the way vertical, and I'll be scrambling to cling onto something so I don't slide down the floor, but like everything else will be falling too, so I'll just claw at the floor all the way down. Things just don't feel quite right. Just see me serenaded hourly, celebrated sourly, dedicated dourly, waltzing with the open sea. They were using again. Don't pick your face, the man said, grabbing the girl's hand and lacing his fingers in between hers. She smiled and waited for him to turn away before bringing her free hand back to her cheek. Mouse, he yelled and took hold of her other arm. The next minute, they were tangled together on the bed, one big soul, tickling and giggling and licking and him pretending to spit in her mouth from above and her mouth opening wide in acceptance. With her arms pinned down like that, with streaks of blood from their last shot and her ankles crossed with legs stretched, she looked like some girl-child martyr on the cross. Her blue pinned eyes shone on him vast as the empty firmament itself, 
a bleak daybreak in the bedroom nightmare of needle and dirty water. Blood, rush, moan. Watch it climb the walls. She loved him, and they loved their drug, and the aching trinity clung tightly to each other on the island of a bed that they would not leave for hours. I'm writing this piece because the opioid epidemic is really important for me to talk about um, because it affected me directly, and I feel really lucky to be alive. So I hope with this story and being open about addiction in general, I can help break the stigma surrounding it and maybe do something to help others escape addiction. So this is pretty difficult for me to write about, but I feel like it's really important. And if anyone who hears this wants to talk to me about recovery or getting help, um, I want that to be an option. Thank you for listening to the Radford Writer's Desk. For more information about our programs, our faculty, and our many opportunities for students interested in creative writing and graduate scholarship, please visit our website, www.radford.edu English.